0: and we are live here on youtube On the youtubes uh, i'm trying to mute the there we go so we are live on youtube and i am with the two catherine's <laughs> uh, one from up north one from out east and uh 22.3 has been announced what are our thoughts Well.
1: It got released an hour early thanks to uh, John Woolley and Make Wads Great Again. So that was kind of interesting. Um, I was actually shocked that he released it. Um, did you see that
2: Catherine by any chance? No, I was like out and about and then came in and hopped on just like 15 minutes before or whatever and they were releasing it and watching the chat on YouTube. And I was like, who released it? What's going on? Like, yeah living so, real life i miss things yeah apparently somebody like hacked
1: the found the url that they were using i guess to test the website to get it ready and found the workout and then sent it um out to some folks and those folks decided to repost
2: it and then everybody knew what it was why would they do that like even if you like if you want to hack it for your own like find it out and be on the front but like if you have a big social media platform it kind of wrecks it for everybody yeah i agree
1: and Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to ask John. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you're part of the community and you know what like these days are for the community, why, why would you do it?
1: Yeah. It seems like a stunt, you know, and not anything else than that. And that's kind of crappy.
0: I mean, it wrecks the
2: moment.
1: Right. I mean, we found it and we, we, shared it amongst ourselves, right? Cause you know, that's, it's part of our job to do that, but I would have never reposted it for sure. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, you have to factor in, is it worth the short time glory to say, Hey, I got it. But if it was just sent to you, what work did you do to get it? Right. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't get it. I think it,
0: yeah. I'm sure like be- ha- hackers wreck everything.
2: Right. <laughs> So like we don't we don't need to share what people are doing to wreck something. Yeah. Like Yeah, I don't know. You just prep your stuff so then when it drops, you have something pretty to post. Right. Exactly. Or
1: so, okay. and you can even say like you got it early and that's cool, but yeah. you don't have to actually send it out. Yeah.
0: So I our plan our plan was to delay this a little bit this week so that we had some time to digest the workout. Regretfully, I was in an appointment until 3.30 and then had to haul my butt back home in time to get on here. So I really didn't even know what the workout was until I talked to Kat two minutes before we went on the air. Right. So I want to get your impressions of this workout. It seems um, very different from years past. Yes, we've had some climbing uh, movements, but I don't remember two climbing movements in the same workout.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a mashup of a bunch of things that they've done in the past. I mean, we always see thrusters in the in the in the open and it's always usually the last week. Um I think we've seen we've definitely seen the progression from like maybe toes to bar chest to bar to bring uh, to bar muscle ups. That's always been a thing. Um it's the first year that regular chin over bar pull-ups are in a workout and open workout and RX open workout. So that's kind of interesting. I think that plays to the whole accessibility and, you know, casting a wider net for folks and not feeling like they can't do the first thing, um, on the list. Cause I know my very first open, I guess the second week, it was that, uh, overhead squat chest to bar thing where you had to like buy in, you had to get a certain amount and then go to the next three minutes or whatever. And I couldn't do a chest to bar pull up. So, I just stared at the bar for, you know, four minutes or whatever, did my overhead squats and then just kind of cried in the corner. So at least for people that can do pull-ups and can't do chest-to-bar, you know, you're going to get 80 some reps into this workout before you have to stop. Um, And you get 12 minutes, you know, the remaining 12 12 minutes of remaining to figure out how to get a chest-to-bar maybe. Um, So I think that's good. People that don't have bar muscle-ups, you know, are going to get well into the workout as well. I'm looking to see if there's a... uh, a tiebreaker at all, because I would assume you're gonna get a lot of people that are stopped at that, you know, right before the bar muscle ups. Um, and I don't know that there is one and I'm looking at the wrong pieces of paper that won't give me that answer. So um, I can tell you the elite athletes did it in like under six minutes and it's a 12 minute time cap. So again, it's like you take whatever the elite people do and you double it and that's probably where most people are going to are, are gonna end up here. Um, oh, there's a tie break. Oh, no, there is not a tie break. There's a tie break section that says there is no tie break. <laughs> there's no tie break. Uh, yeah, no tie break. So interesting. That kind of stinks for people that are going RX, but can't get to a certain point. And at least then it was just a race to get to that rep, you know,
2: it does seem like there's been no tie break at all. Like looking at the leaderboard that there's yeah. just like large sections yeah. of people at like lots, lots of, different, of people that have the same yeah. score
1: yeah yeah the um, one
2: rep is a massive I think we're looking at Fakowski's because we were looking at him a lot mm-hmm. and like if he had been two seconds earlier he would have been like hundreds higher
1: yeah like yeah. two
2: seconds is not a lot
1: the nice thing for me is that I can take the full 12 minutes and maybe try to get a bar muscle up and not worry about how quickly I get there. You know what I mean? Like normally, if there was a tiebreaker, I'd kill myself and leave nothing left. But now that I know I've got, I could take 12 minutes to do the first 84 reps, and that wouldn't even hurt so bad. I don't think so. Kind of, kind of makes it fun, it makes it less stressful, but like takes turns my competitiveness off. You know, you know what I mean? Like I still like to compete in these workouts, but this doesn't really give me anything to compete for. If I know I don't have bar muscle-ups and I'm just going to do the first 84 reps or whatever it is, I could do it in 12 minutes or I could do it in eight minutes. It's not going to matter.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah. never thought of that.
1: That's what I think about because most bar muscle-ups are not happening on this body this year. Definitely not.
2: Just get one and you'll beat like a whole bunch of people. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just get incredible. one or two. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And and like I said, it could take you the whole time to do it. You could get it in 11.59 and it wouldn't matter if the person before you got it, you know, it's at the seven minute mark.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's kind of what everybody was expecting. Everyone was expecting pull-ups, maybe some toes to bar, kind of like 21.3 last year. And then I like that it made the thrusters progressively get heavier instead of having a heavier lift. Because, Mm -hmm. like, when I was looking at the leaderboard last year on the 0.4 section, there were, I think we were looking at, is it Street Horner that like barely made it into the semifinals last year? And his lift was so low, but there were so many people that did the like terrible in 21.3 and then did 21.4. They never did the first or second workout in the open. Yes. Yeah, those are their the, only scores. The yeah. And they just buried athletes down when like your open wasn't even complete. But those scores are having an effect on what elite athletes actually make the semifinals. Like yeah. that's a bit of a so I'm happier to for them to make make something heavier through it to push people, but not having it a max lift because yeah. there's so few scores, it just had a massive play.
1: The only way that max lift piece works is if it is a, like an AB scenario where you have to, you know, at the 14 minute mark, you have to start building your weight and it's like two scores within the workout, you know, that tends to level things off because then all the really strong people get a really crappy score on the first part, you know, yeah. but yeah, you're right. The, having just a pure strength event really, um, skews the leaderboard big time. It'll, ha- yeah. they'll, they'll be something like that in the quarterfinals though, for sure. And that will just help solidify the strong people. I'm disappointed. I mean, for me as a, as a more of a strength athlete than a gymnastics athlete or an engine work or an engine athlete, um, I'm bummed that there wasn't, you know, a heavier, I would have liked a heavier thruster even, you know, I thought it would have it would have been cool to go like 75, 85, one Oh five or something, like just something yeah. a little bit different although I'm never getting to that third barbell anyway so because of the bar muscle up so never mind
2: yeah they could have definitely made it heavier I also thought sort of at least the women's weight on the deadlift last week was also very reasonable
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um because I am not necessarily an rx athlete I am quite strong but I was like the way that I could do those deadlifts last week I was like that wasn't kind of heavy enough like it should have been harder and talking to people around the gym they're like yeah like it seemed okay like it didn't seem like an rx weight and same with these yeah if it was 75 kind of an up would have just p- pushed it a bit more yeah but i guess again it's to be more reachable nobody that's, asked that
0: that's been kind of my complaint since i started crossfit like this is my 10th open and i don't i very rarely get to the heavy bar because my gymnastics, gymnastics aren't good enough. Yeah. And it's always tilted to the people that are better at gymnastics than the people that are better at moving a barbell. mm mm-hmm. um, And so I think there should be a Clydesdale division. That'd be cool. That uh, focuses on people who can move a barbell. And maybe we don't make it to the games, but at least we can compete in the open. With like people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. So Catherine, you got the movements. Who were the elite athletes that excel at stuff like this? Well, looking at the women's
2: side, um, Tia. <laughs> so I looked across so, like... So can I
0: ask, is there anything that Tia doesn't excel at?
2: <laughs> no. Um, a whole T-beater twice at the workouts I pulled. So, um, But I looked at... Cause there's nothing with like the thrusters and gymnastics and double unders. so I looked at friendly friend 20.2 19.5 and 21.3 and Tia was first seventh, sixth and first so you know she does but one person also kind of was up there it was Laura Horvath was 12th in the 19.5 which was the thrusters chest of bars the 33 27 21. 15, that descending one. So I thought that was pretty good. And then she also in the online semifinals last year, I like combined them and she would have been first out of all the online semifinal athletes hmm. last year too in Friendly Fran. So to me, that seems like this could be good for her. There's no muscle ups in anything I pulled, but I don't think that's a glaring hole for her. So Laura Horvath could be a fun one to watch and Tia. Um, Mal O'Brien was second last year in 21.3. We know that she can move weight and her body, so you know she's <laughs> kind of like Tia, <laughs> a solid choice. And then looking at the men's side,
1: I'm trying to um, see where Laura is in the in the open leaderboard. Where is she? She's not, not on sure. the page. Hold on one second. She is 183rd. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm finding the open just So
1: yeah, it's weird. It's hard to predict this year because people are either trying or not trying and either way, they're still going to make it, you know, those elite athletes are still going to make it to the
0: next stage. So. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. And 183rd probably still puts her second or third in Hungary.
2: Right. Sure. (laughs) Not first. Yeah. Yeah, and then looking at the men's side, um, just based on how kind of leaderboard and how people did last week is Colton Mertens was first in that 19.5 workout of the thrusters, chest to bars, the descending rep scheme. He was first and Ulysse Upnix was right behind him, or he wasn't first, like looking at our sort of games athletes, that's what I filtered by. Um, so Mertens was fifth and uh, sorry, I don't know how to say his name properly. Udis Upniks, Upniks, Upniks. Okay. He was ninth. So both those guys had a great week last week. Thrusters and gymnastics. They were on top of like our games field. So those would be my picks for the men's yeah, side. And,
1: and let's not forget Phil Toon. I don't, you don't have yes. much data on him from the games, but this is completely his wheelhouse.
2: Yes. Really anybody from Brute Strength. Yeah. <laughs> like Dallin pepper could come out and crush this, um, James Spragg might, is he taller than Dallin pepper? I feel like he's taller. I think so. Yeah. Um, so maybe not because thrusters have to be fast, but yeah. yeah, really brute strength is showing up. So one of them too, just from the array of them all. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see, um, the double unders too,
1: kind of, kind of insignificant in this workout, right? you got, yeah, 30? It's not 42, enough 32 36 and 30. It's like, whatever it's kind of just a, a break really time for someone to change your, bar, uh, your weights on your barbell.
2: Yeah, true.
1: Not, probably not even time for someone to do that, but that's the other thing you don't, you need someone, you can have someone change your barbell, which as an affiliate owner trying to run Friday night lights is a complete shit show. I was wondering because, about that because you need somebody to judge, and you need an athlete in the lane, and then you need someone else designated who knows what they're doing and is actually paying attention to change the weights. And it ends up usually being the judge, and then you're on the pull-up bar, but you're trying to put weights on, and you're trying
2: to count, and I hate that they do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I saw them doing that in the video. I was like, oh, all right, that's gonna, yeah,
1: fun. <laughs> Just logistics; it, it's a nightmare logistically. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if you have a big enough gym and you have a lot of floor floor space, you can set up three barbells and it's not a big deal. But I don't I don't know many places that are going to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, Barracks Fitness doesn't have that kind of space. Yeah, me neither. So we'll see. I don't have that many barbells. <laughs> yeah, you just need a lot, or you just run very few people at a time.
0: Right. But. So while we're talking to Catherine, um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at your open madness bracket but mine half of it is completely red and blown up and half of it is I'm doing awesome so yeah. I don't even know how to take I don't even know how to take it it's yeah I don't know mine are very
2: very busted
1: um, <laughs> that's, that's a good word
2: <laughs> um, and lots of people are seeming from like chats on Instagram and stuff. I think there's just a few sort of upsets that really um, sort of wreck your bracket for you. Like last year or last week, like Alex Vino beating out Justin Medeiros. Yeah. That's going to bust a lot of brackets.
1: That's Matt. Matt called Justin probably after the first week. And we like, listen, dude, chill out. You don't need to do all this. Relax. Take a pull up Pat Vellner and just chill out this week. I think that was what happened.
2: Yeah. So Pat Vellner wrecked me because I should have changed it considering he was doing the open announcement
1: because
2: <laughs> that didn't, you know, living at sea level wasn't great for that. Um, yeah, it's hard. We're probably thinking of changing the game a bit next year to make it a bit more engaging each week. So then your bracket's not just like I'm looking at mine right now. It's just all red. The whole Heroes <laughs> Men
0: bracket is red. I I didn't get a single one right. Yeah, the heroes, men and women, mine is completely red. So the people I should know the most about, busted.
2: I have Tia alive in that one.
0: Yeah, I picked her to get upset week one because of coming off the bobsled. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah, I think a lot of people actually, the hopefuls,
2: because I think there were less heart picks, maybe. It. you're like oh i like this athlete i want to beat them or pick them to like win it versus actually kind of looking at it maybe a bit or just not knowing in 50 50 chance you just got it right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. apparently you- we interviewed the right people on the on the um hopeful side because i went with the people that i liked from interviewing them and mm-hmm. i've only missed i think i only have w- one bracket closed uh, between the two Nice. I still have Ellie Turner still hanging in there for me. And I got
1: I have Taylor self. I should have picked Phil Toon to go all the way. But
0: Phil Phil Toon. Yeah. And Ellie Turner. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've got Phil Toon, but then I apparently have Spencer Panchek picked as winning this week. I'm now na- I'm <laughs> now thinking my brackets wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But I did yep. have him because he was fun to watch at lot
0: So I picked him through a little bit. Yeah, a little
1: he's heart pick. charismatic for sure.
0: So speaking of all yeah. these elite athletes, week one, we did uh, our rankings of the camps. Week two, we did our way too early podium picks for the women. And now week three, let's do the way too early podium picks for the men. I have to go last. <laughs> One moment please. <laughs> so I actually I posted mine on Discord yesterday yeah. to um for full transparency um and my number 3 pick is the champ Justin Maderos. Uh because I think he lacks the top end strength to win the games. That's what I said last year before Here the games. we go. Here we go That's again. What I said last year before the games
2: yep. and it
0: came back to haunt me as he won the games. But um, I think it's going to be a very competitive men's field this year with no clear-cut winner. And Justin still has – he doesn't win a lot. He just is very consistent. And I think some other people have upped their game. So Justin third, Velner second, Saxon Pancheck to win the games. I think to move to Proven, working out with Tia every day, learning from Tia is going to give him an edge that he's never had. He's always trained with his brother and this is not a knock on Scott, but there is a conservativeness to them to be more of a consistent player. Um, And that never got Scott to the podium. And I think that the attitude change at Proven is going to pay dividends for Saxon this year. And my dark horse truly is any of the Brute crew because they are on fire. But because I have to pick one, I'm going Phil Tune. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, those are solid. So you and Dave have your podium with the same people, but Dave has Justin first, Vellner second, and then Saxon third. I think it's going to be really fun to watch Saxon this year and see how the move to Proven really plays out for him because it could be awesome. Um, My podium is the same as Dave of Justin and then Belner, but I still have Bukowski in there. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Canadian heart thing (laughs) of that.
0: He's still there for me. We'll see. Two-thirds Canadian, huh? Yeah. Well, Canadians and swept is pretty, Wadapalooza, man. Madero's is pretty close to.
2: <laughs> he's just south of that magic line there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. Yeah. And then um our dark horse is Phil Tune, but I think he's going to be like a lot of people's dark horse picks or just like sum up the whole brute strength crew could, is going to come upset some things. And that's the thing, like with changing up the leaderboard is some of those guys will take event wins and I think there's going to be a lot more like mix at the top, like to what you were saying, Scott, Of Justin might not be on top. So it'll just depend how many guys can get ahead of him on
0: all the different events. And there's so many young people that like, it could all get shaken up. Right. And I think the biggest surprise for me this off season has been James Sprague that the kid went from tall and lanky to very, very fit. And what he's doing in the open in what is traditionally not a tall person's event to be eighth in the world is pretty flippin' amazing. Um, and I think a lot of kudos have to go to Matt Torres and what he's doing down there in Naples.
2: Yeah, because he's twenty now, James Bragg, ish yeah, twenty twenty one. Him and yeah. Dallin both. So he's hit that filling out part. He's of, there,
1: yeah, building yeah.
2: that up end strength.
1: I my fear is that these guys are peaking too early. It's my it's my only fear, right? This is their first really focused, you know, not just get to the games, but do well at the games kind of a thing. And they're all together, and they all you know we're coming off of that Wadapalooza high, getting together. I think they're, I'm hoping they're not, but there's a possibility that they're going to train themselves into the ground. And that they might be peaking right now. I hope that's not the case, but I feel like that should maybe be out there that it's a possibility because we've seen this before with, you know, younger, you know, a younger training age of athlete that, you know, they come out super hot and, you know, everyone is excited about them. And then they just kind of fizzle during the, you know, semifinals and then half of them don't make it to the games. And when they do, it's, you know, Jason Hopper. So,
0: so. I I talked to Matt Torres at Whatapalooza, and they were not putting any emphasis on the Open at all. They were just going to train through it. This was not something significant to them. He wants them to peak at semis. That is his goal. And not saying that you're wrong, but the goal is not to peak now.
1: Oh, oh, 100%. I'm thinking that they're accidentally doing it because they're excited to be together, and they're just putting too much effort into their training right now. Um, and that it's not sustainable. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, I, they, like, I hope I'm wrong, but...
2: Yeah, it's something that I've definitely thought about too, especially like all those guys, because like with Matt and Tia, they were male and female together. Even not that what's happening in Comtrain, but like they have male and female together. Even mm-hmm. what Saxon said about him and Spencer always sort of competing as they're working out together. So with Pepper... Toon and Sprague are all doing everything together. They may not be pacing and doing other things. Like they might be pushing a bit more than intended. That's going to end up with like the sort of peaking too early things because they don't have. And like this is totally hypothetical, but do they have time training separately? Are they only actually? Because I think even Tia and Brooke Wells, like they train together, I think like once. Or twice a week, they're at the same gym because otherwise they'd end up competing the whole time. So I think it's it might be buffering that compete versus train Mm -hmm. that hopefully it's not that, but you never know.
0: One one answer to that is that I do know is they only do the same wad together one day a week. Once a week. Okay, so
2: there that's the handling of it is that then.
0: Sweet. That's good news. Yeah, it's isn't it like a Brute Friday brute. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, even, and,
2: and,
1: and that does make sense. And obviously that's the smart way to go, but even, I mean, these guys are competitors, right? Even if they're not doing the same programming, they are going to be, you know, showing off for each other, you know, look at me, I did that. And again, it's just an age thing and I'm sure Matt's got it under control, but that's, that's my biggest fear is that we're getting all happy about these guys. And I just hope they can maintain that throughout the season. All right, you want my picks? Yep. yep. Very, very different. Um. Are, are, now, now, do I go three, two, one, or one, two, three, or do they have to three, be in an two, order? Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay. Andre Hude, third place.
0: mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. It's happening. Saxon panchik second place. Ricky Gerard, third. Uh, first place. Yeah, I think things are changing, folks. Those are my picks. I stand by them because
2: none we're of those everybody. guys have been on the podium. Hey,
1: correct. None of them. Major changes are
2: happening well, this year. Well, one was podium. That would on be awesome.
1: Part of uh, yeah, we're at one, <laughs> no, that doesn't <laughs>
2: count. I've already deleted that from my memory.
1: Um, uh, and my my dark
2: horse is Ghee. See, and I'd say the dark horse would maybe be Hude. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Our course. He's awfully quiet down there in Mayhem. Not seeing a lot of him. Not sure what's going on. I mean, I'm hoping he's healthy, but I think I think he's going to surprise everybody.
2: Yeah, we Dave and I have him at like sixth and seventh mm-hmm. in our top ten for sure. They've yeah, my, got Ricky at tenth, so very different.
0: My concern with Guy is he definitely has some holes that need to get better, and I don't know how fast. I don't know how fast mayhem is going to help him get those holes filled.
1: Um, He is
0: great at some events, right? He's going to win a ton of things, but he's got to, he's got to make sure he doesn't have that big fall off.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I think he's working on him.
0: Cause what he won three events at the games.
2: Yeah. I'm just pulling that up now.
0: And but he had some really bad finishes as well.
2: I feel like he had some bad finishes at Rogue, too. Yeah. All good. So G at the games was... He was 22nd, 6th, 1st, 27th, 26th, 8th. Um, 1st, 5th, 16th, 27th, 6th, 1st. Yeah. Three events. That's it. Three out of 13. Yeah. 15.
1: He changes, he, he's he changes those to top
2: 10 finishes. And he's, he's right in the mix. Like he was, he was seventh last year and that's with a sixteenth, couple, yeah. 20 something like pull those up.
1: Yep. Just a little bit. He's
2: podium. Yeah. I'm he you. was, um, fifth, 70 points out of the podium.
0: Totally doable. That's really not That's that, that far, good. I guess.
2: No, on especially being that low,
0: like pull them all he up. He may not, not even elig-
1: might have might not even be eligible to be called a dark horse, but he's my dark horse.
0: So it's funny, you know how much you can be swayed. Um, a coach in this business that we comment on um, was concerned about certain aspects of Gee's game, and I guess that is what's influencing my decision.
1: Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, the more you know, you know, the the more it comes into play with how you. Yeah, think. but I'm
0: but I'm really letting one per person's opinion right. influence my judgment, um, and not looking at the facts.
2: Hmm. Oh I, yeah, it's easy to do. It's okay. And it's also there's so many athletes. So how many opinions on each athlete can we really even hold in our brain?
1: Right.
2: <laughs> like there's so many athletes to follow, and they're all in different groups, and here and there, and different coaching philosophies.
1: Exactly. Um, You mentioned CompTrain. Did we want to talk about Sam Quant leaving CompTrain? Did we talk about that at all? We haven't Uh, talked about it. It just happened this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I was wondering if we talked about
0: it on Tuesday when we met. Um, We did not. What's going on? I was was actually efforting a conversation with Sam, but he has not returned my
1: Uh, emails. We can still talk about it. I mean, yeah so he's he has left Comtrain. Yeah. Um in a you know sort of understated announcement of course Ben had an announcement Sam had an announcement all, all good you know amicable seemingly. Um they but yeah they don't have a whole uh, you know it we went from Comtrain Academy being the next big Olympic style you know destination for elite athletes to I have a handful of athletes in my stable right now, and none Did of them podiumed on the you know been on the podium.
2: In terms of elite, they have Sager, Stanley? Smith, and Barnhart. Yeah, and Sager doesn't train there. He correct. Yeah,
1: no, no podium athletes. Like his two podium athletes just left.
0: Yeah, it's not looking good for them. Yeah. So. It could be as simple as, with Sam, and and I'm just speaking about Sam, you know, there was something that he was apparently allergic to Mm -hmm. in New England, um, and that when he moved back to Washington, things cleared up for him with his lungs and all of that, and it could be as simple as, he just needed to move. It doesn't answer the, well. he does remote with Cole, why couldn't he do remote with Sam? And Sam did remote when he took second at the games with Comtrain.
1: Yeah, but he was remote with Harry Pally. He wasn't right. remote and,
0: with that And Harry's gone too.
1: Harry has left the building.
2: Oh, um cuz was in terms of like the male female matchups, who was Quant? He was training with Barnhart though, wasn't he? On site. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but he yeah. was yeah, Harry Pally was was their coach. I mean, yeah. I don't even think was Ben even at Mac?
0: I don't, I don't think he was there. I didn't see him.
1: Yeah. And Amanda and Sam were both. No, no. Was Sam there? Yes. Yeah. They were both there and Harry was their person. And so. Yeah.
0: we, so you were there with me, Kat, right? Yep, and when I you looked at the three of them, there seemed to be a very tight bond. Three peas in a pod. Three. Yep. Yep. Right. Especially with Harry and Amanda and Sam were together the entire weekend.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Amanda is next to go.
0: Um, would you, would, do you think Harry's trying to do something on his own?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's possible. He's been in this, you know, he's been in the in the environment for a very long time. He's got the resume. Possibly, possibly. I don't know, I don't know if he moved out of the, the new england area or not um but i wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me the other question is obviously like who is sam going to be training with you know wouldn't it be cool if he went to vegas i don't think there's any allergens out there that would be like nice clear air elevation you know maybe a good time for him that would be cool if he was an underdogs guy. But I, need- was
2: also, I was also thinking about quant that wasn't he like homeschooled and stuff yeah. that the separation from his family of like not training with his brother, okay. like that. I kind of was assuming it was that familial tie that like there's more to life than being a comp train athlete on site okay. at CFNE, that he just needed to go home, which I think is sometimes also underestimated. Look at Kat, Katherine Davis' daughter, move yeah, home. And, um, and, yeah, and I mean, she went into a really
1: you know, positive training environment too. I don't know what it looks like for Sam at home, but it could also be that he's just in a different season of life now. And that, you know, winning the CrossFit games is not top of mind, right? Maybe he just wants yeah. to continue being competitive, having fun in the sport and, you know, isn't trying to do whatever it takes to win. And if that's the case, then he, he probably will
0: stay home. Yeah. And lest so. we forget that Sam's brother made the CrossFit yeah. games last year. And Sam was there as his coach. Yep. So that is a pretty good built-in training partner. Mm-hmm. And I And I believe his dad came close I'm, in the I master's division. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, and the, the whole family, like, worked out together. Yeah. So maybe he just missed that. And he has enough competition and enough push from them mm-hmm. to go back and enjoy training again.
2: Yeah. And kind of back to the season of life, like if he doesn't want to live elsewhere and train with other coaches and stuff, transitioning from elite to coaching, his brother would also be a super satisfying like sure. tradition or like transition too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have to all, yeah. We can't always assume that all of these people are making these decisions based on trying to win the CrossFit games
2: because they don't all, they don't all want to do that. No, there's other things in life. Right. <laughs> yeah. so I just thought that was
1: yeah, that was a bit of interesting news that you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, that's it. I mean, hopefully for Ben and Comtrain there's no more drama.
0: Yeah. What I find uh, interesting is that Comtrain is a paid gig. It is like the one camp where you get paid to come there. Oh, really? Well, that that's the rumor I've heard. Okay. Um, pretty pretty reliable source mm-hmm. um it would did that bring people there initially because they were getting paid to do their job and they realized that there's more to life than money
1: yeah
0: um but yeah it's just interesting mm-hmm.
1: well we'll see all right when are you doing this workout scott
0: uh tomorrow, tomorrow at noon
1: tomorrow
0: noon yep we'll see where i get to
2: Catherine, you can do this one yeah we'll do friday night lights tomorrow night at the gym so it'll be fun it's the first like really fun friday night Lights since covid had gyms closed and stuff so i think okay. tomorrow night should be workout and then actually like fun things with you know friends at the gym yeah that'll be nice we've got um There's a new Lululemon store
1: opening up near my gym and the the sales rep's coming and she's feeding us. She's bringing us like a burger box or something. So that'll be cool. Nice.
0: Speaking of Lululemon, did you see that they have come out with a women's only training shoe? A shoe? Yeah.
1: No, I thought you were going to say they came out with a D1 athlete discount because I need one for my son. No.
0: (laughs) No, it is a a shoe specifically designed for women to Hmm. train in. Well,
1: since I buy men's shoes because my feet are so fat, I probably couldn't wear it. Um, but, I was just uh, going to say yeah. I wear men's
2: shoes too. So
1: I don't know. <laughs> I did buy, speaking of shoes, I did buy a pair of rad shoes. Um, and I got them. And my husband looked at them and said, these look like a nurse's shoes. And I was like, thanks. I got like the sand color. It's like sand and white. Mm. So um, he got in my head. And now they're just sitting on the dining room table, unworn, and I'm considering whether I put them on eBay, like wait another week until they sell out in that color and like make some money, or do I wear them and try them? Not
2: really sure. Give them a shot. You can still sell them on eBay if you only wear them once or twice. That's
1: true. Just
2: say they were worn once or twice. (laughs) Yeah. I I like the looks.
1: I haven't seen the
0: sand, but I like the looks.
1: I'll try to, next time we're on camera,
2: I'll try to wear them and show them to you. Yeah. To but me, they're... they need some more like obnoxious colors.
0: Yeah. I like loud shoes. At Waterpalooza, they had the white with the neon green, yellow. Oh, did they? Yeah. And I thought, and I even said this, it'll be in the Cooper Marsh interview tonight. Mm-hmm. That They they look like a mid-era Michael Jordan shoe. Mm-hmm. But that's like, so you're talking 1990s. So it's a 1990s style. Mm-hmm. And you got to like that, right?
1: Yeah. I will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give them a shot and uh, maybe I'll wear them for uh 22.3 and I'll give y'all a review next time we meet.
0: That'd be good. Yeah, everybody be I talked to that has worn them loves them. Okay. So we shall see, but yeah, there check out Cooper Marsh tonight at six. We talk all we about have, the rad shoe. What do we have Monday?
1: Is it the, the famous power couple? Yes. Yes, Jeff Radler and Carolyn Caroline Lambre.
0: Caroline right? Lambre. Yep. And that I love that interview. Jeff is way more into this interview than he was the first time we had him on. <laughs> the first time it was more Caroline kind of explaining what they do from a coach, girlfriend, fiancé perspective. This one is there are things that made Jeff upset in the offseason and he thinks needs changed. And he was very pointed about what that should be. Yeah. yeah, it was a good interview. So yeah, that's coming cool. out Monday. Like it. And I'm sorry for the frog in my throat.
1: <coughs> it's okay. I got to go time to time to make, yeah, I got to go
0: to live with fitness. All right, guys, we'll see you next time on. Well, There won't be a next time this is the end of the open
2: but we'll probably do something like
0: this for semis or for quarters and definitely for semis so we'll see you then have a good day everyone
1: see you guys yeah bye bye
0: thank you for joining us on the clydesdale fitness and friends podcast remember you can find us now on youtube as well as all major podcast platforms